Today we're bringing you the latest updates on Paris after the 850-year-old Notre Dame Cathedral caught fire on Monday. French President Emmanuel Macron addressed the nation a day after the fire in a televised speech. He promised to rebuild the cathedral in five years, saying an even more beautiful landmark is possible. Donations are pouring in from around the globe to help rebuild the cathedral. Millions of dollars are being put towards the construction, and even Apple's Tim Cook said the company will contribute funds. Amidst yesterday's news, the Pulitzer Prize winners were announced. 14 months after 17 people were killed in a mass shooting at Marjory Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, the reporters who covered the tragedy are being rewarded with a Pulitzer Prize for public service. The South Florida Sun Sentinel's in-depth coverage unveiled a series of failures and issues surrounding local officials and law enforcement that ultimately contributed to the deaths and catastrophe that happened on that day. Today, I'm chatting with Megan O'Matz, an investigative reporter at the Sun Sentinel who's played a big role in the paper's Parkland coverage. So tell me about the reaction in the newsroom yesterday. What was it like when you guys heard that you won a Pulitzer? Did you celebrate? Well, we were all gathered around um, uh, uh, many of the TVs in the newsroom, and we were together, and we were um, surprised and incredibly honored. And uh, there, of course, were mixed emotions. There wasn't cheering. There were a lot of hugs and tears because this has been a very, very hard story to cover for the past year because it was such um, a horrific uh, crime, and um, it touched all of us. You can't help but be moved by the thoughts of these children in their classrooms um, being murdered. And we've all gotten to know many of the families who were affected in this. And um, so while we're really, really honored to have our work recognized, it's, um, it's not really an occasion to, for celebration. We're just glad that something, some kind of good has come from our coverage and that there's so much more attention now on school security and um, you know we put a lot of sustained pressure on the school district and local law enforcement to um, to recognize this and to make important changes. And so it's been a little more than 14 months since the shooting happened. What do you remember most from that day? Oh just the incredible shock and grief and I would say this has been the hardest story to cover in my career because the whole world was covering this in our backyard. We were, um, you know, competing for information from our local agencies against um, the most major news operations in the country. And now because of uh, the Internet, there's just so much more um, uh, availability of news coverage out there, which is terrific, but it made it harder for us uh, even to get information initially. And a lot of the um, agencies that are involved in this used a lot of measures to keep information from the media, including uh, citing oh, ongoing investigations to keep information um, out from the public or uh, privacy laws about students or 
um, mental health laws, uh, privacy laws, all kinds of things to keep us from getting information. And uh, so it was uh, it was overwhelming initially. And um, but as you saw, we were a finalist for breaking news as well. So our um, our team here did an incredible job in the initial weeks, and then we kept going. We did not stop reporting on this tragedy. And I would I would say the one thing that I would take away from this is um, these mass shootings obviously have become all too commonplace and it's not enough just to cover these things for uh, a week or a month or so. There's so many more issues that can be explored about why these happened. Um, We had failures from every agency, the FBI, the local sheriff's department, the schools, the mental health arena. It's just uh, unbelievable how many things failed in this And so how did you stay motivated to work on these stories? Obviously, it's been a long time and it's taken a lot of work. What kept you motivated and what pushed you to keep digging for new stories dealing with Parkland? Well, I mean, I'll admit on certain days I would think, gee, I wish I could cover um, restaurants or write travel stories or write something, um, you know, about a concert or just really do something happy and lightweight and all. But, you know, I, I, I kept going because, I have the picture of these children in my mind every day, and I know their families, and I live here, and it's our community, and we have a mission and a duty at this paper to find the truth and to hold people accountable and to explain how these things can happen and to work for change. And if you don't have that kind of news outlet in your area, then I think that's a detriment because we're so vital to the community and bringing these things to the surface and that's you know local news local newspapers like ours have had a very very hard time in recent years with a lot of layoffs and buyouts and uh, people leaving for other careers and this this just shows over and over again why local newspapers are still so important and worth investing in and worth subscribing to and worth supporting and so how did your reporting process change over time Well, it became more and more um, about trying to get records out of the sheriff's department and the school district. Our lawyers at the paper were very important. We were uh, in touch with them regularly to help pressure agencies to give us records. Uh, The newspaper um, uh, filed lawsuits. We joined with other news outlets also to um, get video from outside the school just so we could show about the police response. It turns out there were not just the school resource officer who stood outside while these children were being shot and did not run into the building, uh, but also other deputies who responded and heard gunshots. They did not immediately run in, and you could just keep in your mind. Eventually, we found out people were setting up perimeters and directing traffic and, uh, you know, mobilizing tanks. And so it was it was hard. It was hard to, to hear. But we all this came out through records, through statements that internally people were giving to their commanders and to investigators and through just persistence we and legal help, uh, we were able to get a lot of this material. And I have to say Florida Sunshine Law is one of the best open records laws in the country. And every year lawmakers try to take some of our sunshine away, basically. And I would say that this is a case why it's so very, very important that records be kept open so that the public can see how their government is operating on behalf of them. And have you seen a shift 
moved in the way gun control is talked about and perceived since Parkland? Certainly in Florida, which has the nickname the Gunshine State, getting any kind of stricter gun laws in place is very difficult. But shortly after, mostly due to the high school children that went up there and to Tallahassee and to the parents, Parkland parents who demanded change, we did get some kinds of greater remedies put in place. And I think the most uh, important one was called risk protection orders, where if someone is deemed to be a threat because of some kind of mental instability, the police can uh, remove their guns under a judicial order, at least temporarily. And before that had not been possible. And we're seeing in Florida where hundreds and hundreds of people have had their gun confiscated, well, maybe that's not the best word, but at least turned in for or at least a year because they're not well, the people are not well. And so what's next for your reporting on Parkland? Well, we're not done. I mean, we still are following what kinds of changes are being made. And uh, we're looking at, again, the mental health care of students and how that can be improved. We're following the new sheriff that we have and seeing if he's putting in better training measures and procedures to deal with these kinds of problems. And so uh, we're, we're, we're not going away. We are, we are determined to follow this through. And, you know, yesterday was a good day at the newspaper. We're very thankful for being recognized. But we, again, are not, are not finished and likely, you know, won't be for, for years to come. This was a, a horrible event in our community. Absolutely. Well, congratulations again. And thank you for taking the time to chat with me. Of course. Of course. Thank you for having me, Alexis. Thank you. Thank you. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and if you like listening to us, please head over to iTunes and write a review to let us know what you think. I'm Alexis Benvenisti. You can follow me on Twitter at APBenven, and you can get all of your TikTok updates 24-7 on Twitter.